Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Why don't you lift up your hands and just pray for yourself right now. Pray that God will speak to you. Pray that God will indeed prepare your heart. Prepare your heart. Prepare your heart. Just speak to him right now. Today we take the final installment on our series of favor. And I want you to pray that God himself will speak to you. That today will be the day of your visitation. Just pray wherever. Lift your voice and pray right now. Man to body candola. Rapandolo bokonda. Brain boda be. Lift your hands wherever you are. He's an awesome God. He's an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wings of power and love. Our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above. to him and oh, sing God, our God. It's like a war song. Do you get it? For Christians. 
Do you understand? That's why it's the same thing again and again. And we just keep singing and we just keep singing. Just, as, it, as we sing it, it gathers momentum and it gathers strength. Do you get it? Oh. Hallelujah. Can we try it one more time? Our God is an awesome God. Ready when you are. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. Our God, our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. believe that our God is an awesome God. Why don't you clap your hands to him and shout with a voice of triumph. Wow. Father, thank you for this powerful time in your presence. Speak to us. Mighty Holy Spirit, minister to us. Minister favor to this congregation. 
To you be praise, to you be glory. I humble myself as a vessel in your hands. Use me to your glory. We bless you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated in the presence of God. Wow. How many of you are excited to be in church? All right. Today, perhaps, we will have the final installment of our favor series. We'll try. We'll try. All right. So, I'm preaching on how... So you can drop the high now. Now you, I have volume, so drop my high. Pastor, what is the high? It's one of the things. <laughs> How to encounter divine favor. All right? I've been speaking about this for about six weeks or so. This is the sixth or so, Sunday. And I want to believe that God is blessing us as a church with favor. Amen. God is pouring his favor on us. Amen. And I establish with you that it is God who gives favor. Daniel 1 verse 9, Bible says, Now the Lord had given Daniel favor with the princes of the eunuchs. All right? So God will give you favor. Amen. God will give you favor. Favor at your workplace. Favor at home. Favor at school. Favor in your marriage, favor with your family, favor with anybody that you have to do with. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. I said there are two types of favor, favor with God and favor with man. Luke 2.52, the Bible says, now the child Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and with man. Amen. So I said it's important that we understand that God gives favor and God, when God favors you, you will be favored before men. Amen. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to live at peace with him. Amen. So when God is happy with you and he favors you, man is forced to favor you. Amen. Wonderful. So I said, how do we encounter favor? Or how do we trigger off this favor? I mentioned to you last Sunday that Nothing in the kingdom of God is accidental or coincidental. Everything is organized. With God, there's something you've got to do, and then he will also do what he wants to do for you. Amen. So I said, I gave you some keys. What are the keys I gave you? Number one, I said, live a righteous life. All right? Live right with the Lord. Be in right standing with the Lord. Isaiah chapter 3 verse 10 says, say to the righteous, it shall be well with him. Verse 11 is a verse we don't like. It says, say to, say to the wicked, woe to the wicked, it shall not be well with him. Alright? Psalm 5 verse 12, the Bible says that, and thou shalt bless the righteous. With favor thou shalt encompass him. Amen. Number two, I said, have an expectation of favor. What you expect, you experience. What you don't expect, you don't experience. That's all. Amen. So expect great things. Number three, I said, love for God's God and for his kingdom. Amen. 
love for God and for his kingdom. I said love for the kingdom is love for the church. You can't show love. I, I love the kingdom of God. I love the churches on Facebook. It's imaginary. You see, God, eh, God is not, God cannot be tricked. Do you see it? Bible says, be not deceived. God is not mocked. So, any time you say, I respect pastors, God will give you a pastor to see if you respect him. Because as for T.D. Jakes, he's so far away, he can never offend you. Say amen. Benny Hinn, he's so far away. When he says, Holy Spirit, it cannot offend you. He will give you a tall, dark and handsome pastor to offend you. Do you see? To offend you both in English and in Zulu. To see if you will still honor him. You can't mock God. You get to yourself, oh God, but me, I honored pastors. Eh? He will give you a practical one. Yeah. If it was Benny, he will honor because he's far away. Benny, he has sold his church. Why do you think he has left his own church? Why do you think that he has stopped pastoring like the way I'm pastoring right now? Why do you think he has stopped pastoring? Because his church members are like all of us. I love, I love Manahin. I love T.D. Jakes. I love, um, who else is there? Joel Osteen. I love it when he comes around and he tells a joke when he starts. And then when he finishes, he says, say with me, this is my Bible. I believe in my Bible. I'll be taught from my Bible. And I will be blessed from the Lakewood Church. Oh, that one is in a distance. He will bring one. Six foot tall. Six foot tall and put the person in your face so that we can see if you really, really clap for Jesus. Just clap for Jesus. And a lifestyle of prayer become an instrument of favor. I'm giving you the keys whilst you are clapping. A lifestyle of favor. Hey, prayer. Oh, I'll come there. Then become an instrument of favor. Look, when you favor is like a seed. Go and check my status. Favor is a seed. Once you sow it, you will reap it. Such as a man soweth, so that shall he reap. While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest time shall not cease. If you sow favor, you will reap favor. If you sow love, you will reap love. If you sow mercy, you will reap mercy. Matthew 5 verse 7, the Bible says, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain. Next one. Hey. Regular attendance. Okay. Regular and constant attendance to church. Okay. Psalm 102 verse 13, the Bible says that, Thou shall arise and show mercy unto Zion. Zion is the church for the set time of her favor has come. God favors the church. Amen. To be favored means to be, to favor somebody means to be partial to the person. God is partial to his church. So when you take up his church, you take up God. Let me say it again. If you put something here, you put the church here, God will always choose the church. 
So when you make yourself against the church, you have made yourself against, as we say in Harari, against what God has chosen. Yeah. Next one. You give it to me, give it to me, because I want to get to where I'm going. I'm already tired. Humility. I said humility brings favor. Bible says humble yourself under the hand of the Lord and he will lift you up. I see God lifting you up. To be humble means to be small in your eyes. When God was bringing Saul down, he said to Saul, when you were small in your eyes, I chose you. But now you are a big shot. Last week I told you that some of us are too heavy for God to lift us up. Yeah, we have made ourselves larger than life. Yeah, too heavy. So when God is trying to lift you up, the weight. After some time, although the Bible says with God all things are possible, when he looks at the weight, may you be, may you be small in your eyes. Amen. I also said what? Have positive thoughts. Seek the right company. All right? Divine guidance and so on. Last Sunday, I talked about positive declarations and confessions. Amen. Learn to speak positively about your life and about yourself. Amen. Say a nice amen. Learn to say things, progressive things about your life. Bible says, a man's belly shall be filled with the fruit of his lips. Hallelujah. Proverbs, what? 13, 20, 18, 20, good. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. So your life is filled with the things you have said. And the things you have said about yourself. And I told you last week that learn to say positive things. Verse 21, it says, For death, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So when you speak, you must speak life. Speak life into your health. Speak life into your relationship. Speak life into your children. Speak life into your business. Speak life into every aspect of your life. Don't kill your business with your mouth. Nowadays, there are no customers. So this business is dying. It is ending. It will end. Because you have prophesied it. You are a prophet. But if you can look at the business and say, look, this dry bones shall live again. This business will rise up. This business will do well. This business will be profitable. Immediately you will begin to see profit. Yeah, you begin to see profit. So learn to say good things. I told you, I showed you the book, name it, claim it, take it. I said there are a lot of confessions, positive confessions in the book. Take it. This week somebody gave me a lift. And as I was sitting in the person's car, I saw the book, name it, claim it, take it. I said this person is very spiritual. Because you don't know what to say over your life. Bishop has written all of the things in the book. So every day you wake up, you take one. Confe- I told you this week, today I'll tell you about confession to getting married. Is that not so? It's in the book. Get it. <laughs> it's in the book. 
Get it. Jesus said, for I give you a wisdom and a mouth, such that thy adversaries shall not gain say over you. Luke 21, 15. He said, I've given you a wisdom. I've also given you a mouth. That the way I will give you a mouth and wisdom, which all your enemies, adversaries means enemies. Sometimes when you come, they don't like us to use these words, enemies. But that is the word there, adversary. An adversary is somebody who's adversely placed or positioned to you, which is an enemy or an opponent. Your opponent shall not be able to gain say, nor resist. Nor resist. Hallelujah. Psalm 81, the Bible says, I am the Lord your God. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. So learn to say positive things about yourself. Hallelujah. Lift up your right hand. Say with me, I am favored. I am blessed. I am on top. I am winning. I'm going forward. My life is getting better. All bad things are getting better in my life. Things are changing in my school. Where I am failing, I'm beginning to pass. Where I am struggling, I'm beginning to win. In the name of Jesus. Learn to say it. Learn to say it. Learn to say it in your life. Learn to declare, I have victory. I have victory. Anytime you are under any pressure or any opposition, learn to say, I have victory. Anytime you are under pressure, demons are at work. Whether they are using human beings, male or female, or but it's demons. Yeah. We had a song like that. It's that was a play. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. Go tell Satan, get thee behind. Victory today is, is one, mine. two, three, four. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory, Victory today. Go tell Satan to get thee behind me. Victory today is mine. You didn't go to Sunday school. Let's sing it again so that they learn it. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. Go tell Satan to get thee behind Victory today is mine. One, two, three, four. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. Looking for joy. Joy is mine. Joy is mine. Joy today is mine. Go tell Satan to get thee behind. For joy today is mine. One, two, three, four. I said joy is mine. Joy is mine. Joy today is mine. So go tell Satan to get thee behind. Joy breakthrough is mine. Favor is mine. Favor is mine. 
I mean, I like Nigerians. I mean, I like everybody. But I like Nigerians. Look, you go and visit a Nigerian, she's sick at the hospital. She's lying on the bed, she's sick. You ask her, how are you? She will tell you, I am strong. I am well. I am healed. Meanwhile, there's a drip on her. She said, I am okay. Healing is mine. Yeah. We, we are, you see, one, one of our bishops put on his wall this week, he said, uh, have faith or believe, believe what is written. That is what is written in the Bible. Not what has happened. Yeah. Because when you, when you concentrate on what is happening around you, your confession will be negative. But when you focus on the word of God, you will lift your voice and say, I am healed by his stripes. I am healed. Though I, I am poor, I am rich. That's what you will say. That's what you will say. So believe what is written in the Bible. If the Bible says, I wish above all that thou wouldest prosper and live in good health, then that is what it is. And that should be your confession. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Say so. If you are redeemed, if you are born again, then say it. Let your confession be yea and amen. Many of us like to say bad things about her. I told you last week of the girl in the story where she always says that, oh, this is my cancer. There was a pimple on her face. Every time she said, oh, this is my cancer. This is my... 15 years later, she developed a cancer on her face and it killed her. Yeah, that's why we should be careful the names we call our children. Yeah, the names we call our children. Because anytime you call the child, you prophesy over the child. Yeah. Look, as I stand here, I can even think about names that maybe are not appropriate that people have. And it defines their life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For political reasons, I can't mention. I mean, you know your name. Don't force me. I mean, don't force me. You know it. So just go and find it. When you find it, check it and see. Jabez. The name Jabez means born out of sorrow. And the Bible says he was sorrowful. Then there's another name, but I can't mention it. <laughs> Hey, Pastor, how do you know the meaning of the Zulu names? Please. So say positive things. Okay, today, today, today. Encounter step number 13. Hey, I've given you key, so 13. Encounter agents of faith. Have encounters with agents of favor. There are some people who are favored. I said they are favored. Amen. And this group refers to men of God. 
I thought you would clap. This group refers to men of God. The, have encounters with them. First Kings 17. We want to read about Elisha. Then we'll read about Elijah. Okay? The Bible says in Hosea 12, 13, by a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. And by a prophet, he sustained them. Egypt re represented the land of bondage, where they were locked, where they were imprisoned. And Bible says, when God wanted to bring them out, he didn't bring angels. He didn't bring armies. He brought a prophet. He said, by a prophet, the Lord brought Israel. Israel is you and I, God's people, out of Egypt. And by a prophet, he kept them or he sustained them or he preserved them. He preserved them. No, go to where we are going. This is just to wait for you to get there. First Kings 17. The Bible is talking about Elijah. Verse 1, the Bible tells us, introduces Elijah into the Bible. It says, and Elijah the Tishbite, who was from Gilead, blah, 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 blah. Verse 8. Okay? Verse 8. And the word of the Lord came to him. Him is Elijah saying, verse 9. Arise, get thee to Zarephath which belonged to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. Verse 10. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the woman, a widow woman, was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water, in a vessel that I may drink. Verse 11. And as she was going to fetch it, he called her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thy hand. Verse 12. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son that we may eat it and die. 13. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first and bring it to me. And after Make for thee and thy son. Verse 14. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, the barrel of meal shall not waste. The word waste means shall not finish. Neither shall the cruise of oil fail until the day the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. Verse 15. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and he and her house did eat many days. Many days. They ate many days. Verse 16. Let's see what 16 days. And the barrel of meal wasted not. Not. Neither did the cruise of oil fail according to the word of the Lord which he spake by angels. By Jesus. By Elijah. 
the prophet. This lady was at her wit's end in life. All she had was a little meal and a little oil. And even as she was going to prepare the food, it was so little that she decided that she would gather only two sticks. There's no detail in the Bible that is unnecessary. She didn't take four, 15. When people go and gather sticks, they gather a lot. But she knew that it was so small. Look, let's just take only two sticks. It won't take a long time to even prepare it. Two sticks. And she confessed. She said, after we have eaten this meal, the next thing that will happen is that we will die. So this is our last supper. But she encountered a prophet. She, she encountered an agent of the Lord. She encountered an agent of change. A prophet is an agent of change. A prophet is an agent of breakthrough. A prophet is an agent of favor. When she encountered Elijah, things changed in her life. Her life changed. May your life turn around because of an encounter with, them, with an agent of favor. Many people joke with, with these things. Yeah. And sometimes also I blame, I blame us because, I mean, we have a, a casual, a humane way of interacting with people. Yeah. Very normal. I mean, just, I mean, you won't go to a Nigerian church and see a Nigerian pastor dressed as I'm dressed on a Sunday. Never. Never. Yeah, never. You will see the gold. You will see the silver. You understand the scripture that says the gold is mine and the silver is mine. The cattle upon a thousand hills is mine, saith the Lord. You understand it? Yeah, they don't joke. Yeah. But don't let it deceive you. Or even deceive is too strong. Don't let it deny you of what God is giving you. Corinthians, Paul says, for we have this treasure in earthen vessels. It's a treasure. He said, don't let the vessel deceive you. The vessel is just an earthen vessel. That's why the vessel does all the things you do. It, the vessel eats, the vessel drinks, the vessel, I mean, drinks as in drinks water, cold drink, don't, don't go to town, please. And of course, drinks communion. Do you see? Uh-huh. That's everything. Even goes to the toilet. Yeah, I'm sure when the disciples were with Jesus, he went to the toilet several times, at least one time a day. Somebody said one times a day. Yeah? No, and, and, and look, going to the toilet is a reflex. It's a natural reflex. It's called a gastrocolic reflex. As soon as you see food, you will have that reaction. If you don't control yourself, you will have to go to the bathroom and come before you eat. I know people like that. They, they would look before they eat, they have to go and poo and come. It's a reflex. That's why by law, every McDonald's has a toilet. Because they know that as soon as you come, you see the beggar, you will go to the toilet. And come. It's like you are making space for the beggar. Yeah. So I'm sure they saw Jesus like that. But one day Jesus said to them, who do men say that I am? Then they started to, some say you are Elijah, some say you are Elisha. Then he said, who do you say that I am? All of them were quiet. Then Peter said, thou art Christ, 
the son of the living God. Jesus looked at him and said, this type of revelation, people don't come by it so easily. He said, flesh and blood has not revealed this thing to you, except my father who's in heaven. It's only God that can open your eyes. I pray that God opens your eyes as you are around today. Jesus said to the children of Israel, oh Jerusalem, oh Jerusalem, oh Jerusalem, why hast thou missed the hour of your visitation? It's like the son of man was walking with you, but you missed it. You say, oh, that's son. He's Moses. He's like Elijah. The way he preaches and he throws his son, that's how Elijah was throwing his son. It looks like Elijah, but they could not decipher that this is the Christ. Yeah. Even some of them say, is this not a carpenter's son? Are his brothers not here with us? Do you know that Jesus, one of his brothers, his brothers were amongst his disciples? Yeah, yeah, yeah. His, they were moving along with him. But they could see that this is the Christ. Second Kings, let's read about another one. I have seen this happen many times. Like, I, I have realized over the years that though, the way you perceive a man of God is what you receive from him. I say that again. The way you perceive, to perceive is the way you see the person, the way you view the person, the way you receive the person, the way you accept the person. Determines what you get from the person. This, this week or last week, somebody sent me a message. I said, eh, something, something to the end that you are like a father figure to me. So I replied the message. I said, that's great. But let's move this relationship from a father figure to a father. A father figure is great, but a father is something else. Something else. A father figure is something that looks like a father. So, acts like a father sometimes, or most of the times, or some of the times. But a father is a father at all times. Yeah. I said, let us move the relationship, Pastor Zos, from a father figure to a father. It's, it's an upgrade. It's an upgrade of the relationship. I mean, as I'm sitting here, look, what? What my children will have for Christmas is not in their thoughts. Even if they are thinking about it. I'm thinking about it before they are thinking about it. Because I'm their father. Yeah, I'm their father. And they expect, I'm sure they have a list. At least I know one of them has a list. Yeah. 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 So the way you perceive the person determines what you get from if it determines what you talk to the person about so if you see the person as an enemy that's what you talk to the person about if you perceive the person as a friend that's what you talk to the person about if you perceive the person as a wicked person that's something you talk talk to the person about the prodigal son when he was in trouble he looked in the whole world then he remembered he said hey hey what am i doing here when i have a father so he lifted up his voice and he said, how many of my father's servants, he didn't say my elder brother or my mother, he said, how many of my father's servants have bread enough and, to, and I perish here in hunger, I will arise. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. This nonsense must stop. I will arise and go to my father's house. I will arise. I'll go to my father. When I go to my father, I'll let my father father me in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My life is better when my father is fathering me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not I will go to a Moses or Abraham, a father. No, no, no. 
So a father figure is great. But a father, oh, no wonder God himself is the father. Jesus said, when you pray, say after this manner, pray ye, our father who art in heaven, our father. He added the who art in heaven so that you don't think that it's your father at Tofim Baba. So we know that we are talking of the father of fathers. First Kings, Second Kings 4. Second Kings 4. May you receive an encounter with a man of God. With an agent of favor. Sometimes you just say the thing casually. You see it playing out clean. And when I say, for me, as soon as I say, you start to argue. Hardly will you get me in an argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You try, no, I just back away. It's not a problem. Oh, but Pastor Zou, you say, then I'm not saying when I talk to you, don't say your opinion. They say, when you say your opinion, where we know where this is an argument or this is an opinion. Yeah. But as soon as I say, it's okay. Then I go and wait at the entry, exit. Because you come and meet me there. It's just a matter of time. I'll wait for you there. And I'm very patient. I'll be waiting. I'll wait for you there. It's like you are driving with somebody. You are coming from Deban. Then you get to the exit, um, Alan Payton, or New England Road. New England, yeah, New England. No, Alan Payton. Alan Payton, good. So you get to Alan Payton. Then the person decides, I'm entering into Marysburg. You know, we are going to Joburg. And you tell the person, Joburg is straight. Say, no, this way, not a problem. All you have to do is just continue going straight and go and wait for them. Because when they come into Marysburg, after they do all their rounds, they have to come back onto the entry. So usually I just go and wait on the other side of the entry and then I'm waiting for him. Let's go because we are going anyway. Yeah, Montrose. Or let's go further because you can go and pass some bushes. I go and wait for you at Montrose. Yeah. Now they cry, now they cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophet unto Elisha saying, thy servant, my husband is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is here to take unto him my two sons to be born. Man, this guy, he was owing FMB. So the, the, the Mashonisa had come. He was owing. So the Mashonisa had come to come and take the money. So when the Mashonisa came, the woman, they, they said the man is dead. So they're going to take his children. And Elisha said, what shall I, and Elisha said unto her, what shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in thy house? And she said, thy handmaid had not anything in the house, save a pot of oil. Verse 3. Then he said, go, borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors. Em- even empty vessels, borrow not a few. Verse 4. And when thou hast come out, thou hast come out, come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons. And thou shalt pour out into all those vessels. And thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him and blah, 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 blah. And poured out. Okay. And she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons. Who brought the vessels to her and poured out, verse 5. And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, 
there is not a vessel more and the oil stayed. Verse 7. Then she came and told the man of God. And he said, go sell the oil and pay thy debt. And live thou and thy children of the rest. If you look at this scripture, the Bible says this woman, she was owing, her husband was owing, they had come carrying, and the, the, the man of God gave an instruction to her that go and borrow vessels. You say all you have is, a, is oil, a little oil. Go and borrow vessels and lock the door behind you and borrow a lot of vessels and pour the oil into it. And pour the oil into what? Into the vessels you have borrowed. And Bible says when she poured them into the vessel, she kept pouring until the last vessel was full. Then the man, go and sell. Pay your debt and live off the rest. Now you see from here that these two ladies or these two widows, they did exactly what the prophet said to them. The first one, the instruction was, come and bless the prophet. And she did exactly that. Contrary to the circumstances around she did the same. She did it. And she was blessed. This one, they said, go and borrow vessels. She, they all obeyed the instruction that was given to them. Look, to benefit from a man of God, you have to obey what he tells you. Even when your mind cannot get it. Yeah, even when your mind cannot get it. Sometimes we are low in our level of understanding. That's why we can't understand things. That's why we can't get it. Now, if you are going to wait to get it before you do it, you will do it, but you will do it too late. Yeah, you will do it, but you will do it too late. You will do it when it's of no consequence. When it's of no effect. It makes no, you have done it, but it makes no difference. It's like a public holiday on a Saturday. It makes no difference. It makes no difference. You have done it, but it makes no difference. Musa Lungani is looking for you. It's like a public holiday on a Saturday. It makes no difference. How many of us wish when there's a public holiday, it's either a Friday, a Thursday, or a Monday? But when it falls on a Saturday, it's like, ah, oh, what, what's the use? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't know why you are laughing. <laughs> Number 40, I want to finish today. No matter what happens, I want to finish today. I finish with this one. I have some 20 minutes. 14. So 13 key is encounter agents of favor. Key number 14, the final one for today is live a life of praise and thanksgiving. Live a life of praise and thanksgiving. Live a life of praise and thanksgiving. Jeremiah 30, Jeremiah 30, verse 19. A life of praise and thanksgiving. Not a life of memoring, complaining, toy toying, fighting, crying, lamentations. It says, out of them shall proceed thanksgiving 
and the voice of them that make merry. That's praises. And I will do what? When thanksgiving and praises come from them, what will I do? I will multiply them. I multiply them. And they shall not be few. And I will also glorify them. And they shall not be small. 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 People who are always giving thanks and praising God. Giving thanks and praising God. Get more blessings from God. I think Deuteronomy 1.11, the Bible says, And I will make you, the Lord shall make you a thousand times more. May God increase your status. A thousand times more. He says, they will, they will give thanks. Many people don't know how to say thank you. Yeah, they're always, when you're with them, they're always complaining. Oh, every day they have something to complain about. Church members, always they have something to complain about. Wives, always have something to, husbands, always have something to complain about. Children, always have something to complain about. Yeah. Is my father didn't do this, my father didn't do this, my always whining. Look, eh, you are, I'm just like you, just as you don't like people who whine. I also don't like people who whine. Always have something to complain about. Every time you had this person, whining, learn to praise a little, yeah, learn to praise a little, learn to say good things a little. Yeah. I mean, your pastor cannot be that bad. I mean, I, I mean, let's be serious. I mean, he's bad, but not that bad. I mean, let's be serious. He's bad, but not that bad. If he was that bad, after the pandemic, you wouldn't have come back to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After the pandemic. You know, one of the effects of the pandemic is people lost their jobs. Yeah, Donald Trump also lost his job. Anyway. Full effect of the pandemic. Full. Full. Yeah. Your friend, if your friend was that bad, would, would she still be your friend? Every day complains. Every day. At least praise her a little. Praise her a little. Praise your husband a little. Say something good about him a little. Hey, pastor. Hey, pastor. But, hey, pastor. If I say something, uh, his head will become big. Why shouldn't his head be big? After all, he's the head of the house. Why shouldn't his head become big? Ah. Ah. Heavy is the head that bears the crown. So you need a big head to bear the heavy crown. You, you are not clapping because you didn't go to crash. So you didn't, they didn't tell you this. Yeah. Hey, this my wife. Look, one, one guy, he was fooling around. When we asked him, he said to me, he said that. He said concerning his wife, that, look, her bottles are not big. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. 
I hear that the, the politically right way to say her backside was not big enough. Now, look, a big bottles on a foolish lady is like a public holiday on a Saturday. No consequence. Hey. I won't say it again. I'll say it again. No, 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 no. I won't say it again. No, no, no. I said it only once. It's like a public holiday on a Saturday. It's useless. Useless. Yeah, I couldn't believe. Some of us like whining. You complain about everything. Complain about your school. Complain about your teacher. Complain about the course you are doing. Complain about the text. Complain about this. Complain about that. Complain about church. Complain about your mother. Complain, complain about everything. When you complain, you become a nuisance. Yeah, you become a nuisance. You become a nuisance. God also enjoys People who praise him. People who are thankful to him. He enjoys them. He enjoys that company. He enjoys it. That's why when we come to church and we do praises, God becomes happy. We had a song that said, when the praises go up, his glory, his blessings come down. When we praise God, then his blessings come down. Some of us like complaining too much. Every time you have something to complain. Hey, but I think that this is not right. I think this thing too is wrong. I think too much. How many times will you say one thing that is wrong? You are like a complainant in a lawsuit. Go with. Acts 2. Let me read two scriptures and I close. Acts 2. Learn to praise God. Learn to. We are not talking about flattering somebody. You, we are not talking about coming in, hey, Bishop. You know something? There are only three preachers that preach the way you preach. Uh, I know of Benny uh, uh, T.D. Jakes, and, and, and Joel Austin. Stop lying. Stop. I know Benny Hinn. I don't preach like him. I would love to preach like him, but I don't preach like him. I know T.D. Jakes. I have heard him say before, woman, thou art loose. But I have never said it before, that woman, thou art loose. I don't preach like Benny Hinn. I'm sweating, but not I don't preach like T.D. Jakes. I don't preach like, who's the third one? Joel Austin. Softly smiling. 23 minutes by the time you finish, he has said too many things. My stories are too many. I can't finish a preaching in 23 minutes. So don't lie. Do you get it? But there's always something. If you know me well, you would realize anytime you come where I am, I'll say something good about you. No, as soon as you come, it's like it's like a reflex. As soon as you come, now I'll tell you something good about you. Even if I'm coming to shout out to you, shout at you. No, like, look, I've sharpened my mouth from my house to come and shout at you. But as soon as you arrive, I'll tell you something. Or I'll shout at you and tell you something good later. 
I always tell the people I work with, let's get the anger out of the way so that we can be happy going forward. So I just tell you, hey, then when I finish, I tell you something good. I'll finish facing you. I said, clean the tears because I don't want the people outside to see that you were crying. Okay, so laugh, then I'll tell you. But I'll laugh at you later that you were crying. That's what I have to tell you. Find something good. There's there's something good about everybody. There's something. We we are not that bad. We are not Satan. Ah! We are not Satan. We are not that bad. There's always something good about somebody. Always. Always something good. So you you are just a master of negativity. And you take that negativity to God also. What you are doing is that you are denying yourself. Acts 2.47. You are denying yourself of favor. He says, praising God and having favor with all the people. The Lord added unto the church. They go together. They, that's why the psalmist said in Psalm 100, I will enter his gates with complaints I know you need school fees but I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart I know you need accommodation but I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart I know that you need provisions and groceries but I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart and his courts with praise that's how I approach him when I'm approaching him this is how I, I will approach you. I think when we are coming, we are coming with our complaints. God ch- tells the security people, just lock the door, lock the door. They are coming again. There they come. The whiners are coming. The whiners are coming. Yeah. And, and it's a natural thing because when you need something, you really need it. So it occupies you. So even when you see someone who can provide what you need, that's all you want to talk to the person about. So the person may be talking to you about something else. You even listen. You just want to talk about the shoe that you don't have. The shoe. Please, please address the shoe. So you start walking in a certain way so that he sees that the shoe, the way the shoe is, is not letting you balance. But you are trying to put your leg on the floor properly, but your leg is not getting to the... Hey! Some even can fall down. So that you see. Yeah. So that you see. So that the person can ask, what, what's the problem? Sometimes if you make a face, your face is so sad and saddened. I mean, it looks like it's going to rain. Yeah. Some people already have tomorrow's weather on their face today. On such a bright day. Tomorrow's weather, you have it today on your face. Yeah. When we look at your face, we see it's 100% chance of rain. Yeah, the clouds have gathered. Why? Meanwhile, the person you are going to ask for help, the person just wants to enjoy their time. Sometimes I mean, you know what they need. I just want to enjoy my time with them. But all they want to do is talk about what they need. Yeah, so let's finish it so that you can go away. Let's finish what you need so you can go away. church is very quiet. Tyler, play something for us. Look, children who are grateful for what their parents do for them, their parents do more for them. 
Yeah, I told you last week. There are some people, or last two weeks, there are some people, when you give something to them, their reaction makes you want, it's so pleasant that you want to see it again. So you want to do that thing that brought that reaction again. And they also give them, look at their thing. You, you, I gave something to somebody some time ago. And some time ago ranges from yesterday to the year 2000 and beyond. The person's reaction, I just decided I will never, never give anything to the person again. I'm done. I made that decision. And I always, I see the person. I mean, I see the person. You know, now you can see people no matter where they are in the world. Anytime I see the person, I remember that decision. Yeah. And it's a decision I will abide by. Because I've not read in the Bible, thou shalt give this thing to this guy or this girl. I've not seen. If you see it, come and show me. But there are people that I'm always looking for an opportunity to give things to them. Always. Always. Because of the way they react when you give something to them. Many of us, when God does something, because you need one, two, three, God has done the fourth one. You even concentrate and say thank you to God. Thank you to God. You are still complaining about the three things you don't have. You slept and you woke up. But because you are still broke, you are complaining. You could have died in your sleep and you would have been broke and dead. Yeah. Yeah. Broke and dead. But you just keep whining, complaining. Let's learn to praise God. Let's learn to say thank you to God. Let's learn to let it be a lifestyle. Not, not just not, I see you have bought a car. You even give a thanksgiving offering. Like, like this is an offering to say thank you to God. Yeah. Man, look around you. How many people buy a car? How many people buy a car? You have gotten a job. You won't take a seed and say, I'm sowing a seed to say thank you to God. How many people get jobs? Hey, but you know, Pastor, the pay is not what I was expecting. You write exams, you pass. It doesn't even occur to you that, look, let me put 100 rands in an envelope to say thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. People write this exam and they fail. People write this exam and they fail. But I wrote it and I passed. It brings you in. But a man's gift make it room for him. When you, you say thank you, it creates a room for you and brings you before kings. Yeah. Let me drink my water. Last week they said I, should, I didn't drink my water. So they won't bring it again. So let me drink. Ah, last week I drank the water. I drank it. I drank it. I drank it. <laughs> Let's learn to give thanks, please. You see praises when it's time to praise God and to thank God. Even when we are praying, let's begin to thank God. You are just there. Just, it's like it's a waste of your time. Can we move quickly to ask the Lord God get to give us this day our daily bread? Is the reason why we don't get anything from God? Yeah. 
know I don't get anything. Learn to say thank you. Learn to say thank you. Learn to sing praise to the Lord. Yeah, to, says, I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart and his courts with praise. That's how I approach God. I will not start complaining from outside. Eh, why didn't you give me this? Eh, why did God would just say, eh, there's a madman outside. Can you please send him away? I pray that as Christians, we'll learn to say thank you to God. It provokes God's favor and God's attention upon our lives. It makes God look at us in a way that I want to give these people more. I want to give this. Children, learn to thank God for your parents. Yeah. Learn to thank God for your parents. Learn to thank God. Your mother could have aborted you. I chose to let you be around. Say thank you. Thank you. Yeah, learn it. It's, it's a lifetime. If you don't learn, you will never do it. It doesn't, it's, not, you, it, it's not something that can be given to you. You have to learn it. Learn it. Say thank you. Thank you for everything. Thank you. We have become used to, and I need to get, I must have this. Everybody has this. I must have that. When your parents do what they can do for you, we are not grateful. We are not grateful. But from today, may that thing begin to change. May it begin to. I see it changing now in the name of Jesus. It's changing. It's changing out you. You wake up in the morning and say, Thank you, Jesus, for a good day. Thank you for what I have. Thank you for breakfast. I don't know about lunch, but thank you for breakfast. Thank you. Thank you for what I have. Thank you for where I live. Thank you for the church I belong to. Some of you whine too much about the church. Yeah. Much. Too much, you are like a baby Christian because it's babies who whine. You are like a baby Christian. I'm surprised. I, I have been hit with the biggest shock of my life of matured Christians that behave like babies when it comes to the church. Whining. Yeah. Whining. Yeah. Always, you have something to criticize the church about. Always. Always. Either the pastor is too tall, he's too short, he moves around too much, he doesn't drink his water. Always have something to criticize the church about. Always. And you know, Bishop, that's not what I meant. Why, why does it even come out of your mouth? Ghana used to have a president, his name was Jerry John Rollins. Anytime he speaks, there's confusion. When he speaks, then somebody else has to come and explain what he said. Because when he says it, we all panic. So that's not what he was saying. That's not what he meant. Meanwhile, he was white and he was speaking English. I mean, if he was black, we will understand. That maybe the English is not the first language. But for this guy, English is his first language. Yeah, and you say that thing. Then somebody else has said, no, you, did. you see, when he said that there will be a boom, he didn't mean that there will be a boom. But he meant that the boom will not boom. Or the boom will boom. Meanwhile, what he said on BBC is that there's going to be a boom. What is a boom? A boom is an explosion. 
Then somebody else has to come and explain the boom. I mean, everything he says, a spin doctor has to come and re-explain it because the whole of Ghana, nobody speaks English well enough to understand what he has said. Hey, really? So you say the thing, you see, that's not what I meant. That's, you alone, every day, that's not what you meant. When will you say what you mean? When will you say, Sena, when will you say what you mean? When will you say it? Then you tell us, there'll be a boom. When we say, why are you saying there'll be a boom in the church? So, I didn't mean that a boom, that's not what I meant. I didn't mean a boom, boom, but I meant a boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Look, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. I'm feeling hot. Stand to your feet. Let's say a prayer. <laughs> There will be a boom. When we ask, you say, I didn't mean that there will be a boom. I meant there will be a boom, boom, or a boom, boom, boom. Hey. hey. Up to today, the road to his house is called Boom Junction. <laughs> Lift your hands and just begin to thank God. Look into your I want you to gather 10 things in your life that you want to thank God for right now. Five minutes and I close. 10 things. Think about it and begin to thank God right now begin to thank God wherever you are wherever you are just begin to thank God think about things in your life 10 things thank God for your parents thank that you go to school you could have been sitting at home not going to school but thank God that you have a school to go to thank God for your friends thank God thank God for your your, your life thank God for your job thank God for what is happening here thank God for your health Thank God for your health. There's been a virus. Over 200,000 people have died in America. You are still alive. Thank God for life. Thank God for life. Thank God for life. Thank God. Right now, look into your life. Thank God that you had something to eat yesterday. Thank God that today you will have lunch. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God that your ears can hear. Thank God that your eyes can see. Thank God that your mouth can, can, can speak. Thank God. Thank God right now. Right now. Situation may not be perfect. But thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God that you are in church today. Thank God that you are in church today. You could have been somewhere else. Thank God you are saved. Like the song the girl sang. Jesus, I want to thank you for my salvation. Thank God that you are saved. You could have been a you could have been an armed robber. You could have been a prostitute. You could have been in the street by now. But Jesus saw you and he stretched his hand to you and pulled you out and saved you. Better give him thanks for it. Be grateful for your salvation. He shed his precious blood for you and I to forgive us of our sins. He laid down his life to save us from going to hell. Lift your voice wherever you are and just thank him right now. Thank him now. Thank him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to pastor this church. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm not special. You just took me out of the general congregation and put me in the office of a priest. I'm grateful. Thank you. Thank you. I bless you. I don't take it for granted. It's an honor done to me, done to my family, done to my children. It's an honor, oh God. Thank you for choosing me. Thank you for accepting me in spite of my flaws, in spite of my shortcomings. I'm grateful, Lord. I'm grateful. I'm grateful, Lord. I'm grateful, Lord. 
Yes, Lord. We give you praise, Lord. We give you glory. Thank you, Lord. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his cause with praise. I will say this is the day. Lift your hands. Let's all sing it. I will enter his with thanksgiving. His gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. I will say, This is the day the Lord has made. made me glad. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice Sing it one more time. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice for He has made me glad. Oh, He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice for He. families have survived, we are grateful. That whilst a, a thousand are falling by our left hand and ten thousand by our right, we are surviving only by your help. We are grateful. We bless you. We thank you. We give you glory. We give you praise. Thank you for this wonderful family that you have created for us and placed us in. We give you all glory, all praise. From today, Forgive us, Lord. Have mercy on us for the times that we have whined and the times that we have complained. We have complained an end. Never ending complaints like the children of Israel that they complained and they, they provoked you in the wilderness with their complaints. Have mercy on us for we have done likewise. From today, we repent of it and we say, From today, we start a new page, a new life, 
a new season of gratitude to you. Always grateful and always praising you. Always graceful and always praising you. Praising you always. Always for the things that you have done. The little things, the great things that you have done for us. As a church, we say thank you. We bless you. We thank you. Thank you even for our salvation. I thank you for every single person that is here that is saved. Thank you for the salvation in the name of Jesus. We give you praise, Lord. We give you glory in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Look, why don't you say your Amen as a thanksgiving offering to the Lord? with songs of thanksgiving and of praise to the Lord. From today, the complaints have come to an end. An end. An end. From today, I rebuke that spirit in you right now in the name of Jesus. It's an evil spirit. Let it come out of you now in the name of Jesus. Yeah. In relation to everything, the first response is to complain. From today, that spirit is leaving you. Your first response to anything will be, thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. From today. That will be your lifestyle. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Clap your hands for the Lord. You are here this afternoon. You want to say, Pastor, I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I don't want to go to hell when I die. The Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God has given Jesus so that you and I can have everlasting life. And the way to receive everlasting life is to receive Jesus into your life. Bible says that as many as received to them, he gave power to be called the sons of God. To receive Jesus. For you to become a child of God, you must receive Jesus. So if you are here this afternoon and say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. You are here like that. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Pastor, please pray with me. I want Jesus to be the Lord of my life. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. Every eye closed, every head. Pastor, please pray with me. I want to ask Jesus to come and be the Lord of my life. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. Wherever you are, I'll pray with you. If your hand is lifted up, come to me in the front quickly. I'll pray with you. Come to me from the back. My sister over there, my brother. Just come to me. Come to me quickly. I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you quickly. Come on to Jesus, come on to Jesus.
with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus. Please say it with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus. I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Father, thank you for these ones. Bless them, keep them, use them. Fill them with your spirit and use them to your glory. In Jesus' name. Wonderful. Take a look at me, please. You see the sister over there? She has something special she wants to give to you, and then you will come back to your seats, right? Sure. So please just go with her quickly. She has something for you quickly, and you will come back to your seat. Oh, please clap for them. It cost Jesus his life. His life. All it's costing you is your hand clap. Jesus, it cost him his life. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of God. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.